0: Hey, traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Wednesday, February 16, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, when you look at the daily chart at first blush, it looks much like it did yesterday, not necessarily with the gap up, But the day was a wider range than yesterday, but they're hanging around the moving averages. However, when you look under the covers and you look at what happened on an intraday basis and you look at what the makeup or the setup of the day was, you'll see that they did something very, very important, which may give us information to what happens next. Now you might say, well, great, that's a nice tease, but what is it? keep your panties on, I'm going to get there. First, we're going to look at a couple of things on the daily chart. Set the table. They make a low the other day. They gap up yesterday, and they go sideways today. That's the 30,000-foot view. They're hanging around above the moving averages. That's a positive. As long as they stay above the moving averages in concept, they should try and run a test of the breakdown candle high. Where is that? 45161 We'll call it 450 to 451 and change. 450 is a big fat round number. They don't necessarily have to get all the way to the top for us to call it a garden variety test. So what we're really looking for, if they're going to do this thing, we're looking for a minimum of a spike over 450. Likely they'll get to the 451, maybe 452, something in that neighborhood. That's if they're going to do it. What's the other side? Well, the other side is they don't do it. If they're not doing that, well, what are they doing? And they're pretty much around the middle of these two spots. Well, if they're not going to go up, then they're going to go down to fill the gap. And that leads me to what I mentioned before about they kind of played peekaboo today. They looked like they were going to go fill the gap. They could have certainly used Kabuki Theater Light, which is the Fed announcement of their minutes. Better said, it's the minute's release from the last meeting. They could have easily used that as an excuse to go down and fill the gap or worse. But they didn't do that. So either this is a big rope-a-dope, meaning they're going to go back down tomorrow, or they're not going to go down. Instead, they're going to go up to run a test of the breakdown candle high or higher. When we look at the 240-minute chart, I look at it like this. The first thing that jumps off the page is partially what we discussed last night, which is they ran a test of this breakdown candle high, and then all they did today was essentially pull back. That's normal garden variety behavior. However, you have to notice, and during the intraday session, we can't help but notice that the door begins to open to go fill the gap once they start closing candles And that starts at a short-term basis below the low of yesterday. What was the low of yesterday? 443.18. You think they spent some time around 443.18? That was the line in the sand that if they really gave it up, they were going to go fill the gap. They made a couple of attempts, and they were Rescue Operation Team 6. Back to the 240. So what we were doing was using yesterday's low as the line in the sand. They were playing games with it for a large majority of the day. That solidified the reason why we were using it as a benchmark. And every time they went down, they popped back up. And you'll see in the notes when we get there from inside the numbers, there was fair warning to exactly that scenario. So after the pullback, again, they use the Fed as the excuse. They end up Rallying above the breakdown candle high into the moving averages on the 240 chart. Garden variety market behavior, we have higher lows in place that's bullish for the time being. Higher lows occur like this. Low, higher low, higher low, and here we go. What we discussed last night is still on the table. They could still create some kind of an ABC with this double top formation here, or... We could see one of these triple tops whether they break through or are rejected is a different story altogether we'll have to see what happens not when but if they get up there the 120 chart really doesn't show us anything different than the 240 did they were threatening 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 and then they were rescued 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 kabuki theater plunge protection team call it whatever you want hourly chart right into the moving averages What you would expect happened as they ran into the moving averages, spiked through, and they couldn't really get through, ran out of time on the day. They found what we call overhead resistance at a convergence of moving averages. Garden variety market behavior. Let's take a look inside the numbers. We'll run through the commentary, circle back to stocks on the move. It's hump day. A little back and forth overnight, but... They ain't seen nothing yet it's whipsaw wednesday that's regular way options expiration also known as aka whipsaw wednesday i've heard wacky wednesday i've heard all kinds of stuff big swings in both directions is on the docket what did we see today big swings in both directions let's do the numbers on the north side she's trying to get to and recapture 450 Obviously, they haven't got there yet, but that's at zero dark 30. That's the big picture. This is the pregame warm-up routine. Down south, we have a familiar number, 44318, as a line in the sand and gateway to fill the gap left open around 439. Now, think about this for a moment. I show up at 6, 630 in the morning and start posting this stuff on the board. No, it's not till 9.55 that they start playing games with 4.43.18. The question is, how does that number go up on the board before the opening bell, and how do we know that that number's going to be important? Those are great questions. The answer is, that's the secret sauce. 4.45 is important. 4.46 is important. You'll see that later in the day. 4.45 is important. 446 is important. Now, it was a rodeo in the afternoon. They miss numbers. They spike through numbers. But the general concept is they're running a test of 445. They make a high of 444.96. That might have been closer to the number than was 445. It's a give or take. Sometimes I don't give you the exact number. It sounds stupid if I say 444.92. It's easier just to round up a few pennies. Now... Here's another one. Opens the door, meaning if they get above all this stuff, and they did at the end of the day, it opens the door for them to run a test of 448. Not 447, not 447 and a half, but 448. What's that line up there? How about 448 on the nose? High of day, 448.06. No accidents, no coincidences you're going to see if you read the notes that in here it says the prize is going to be 448. I'll scroll up, those interested will pause the video, read the notes and go back to the charts. Just having the numbers at 0 dark 30 in the morning, you could assume that the numbers were consistent all day long. 443.18 is the pivot. Bull bear battle, you'll see the same thing over and over and over again as we go into the period leading into the Fed announcement. Coming out of the Fed announcement, it's Kabuki Theater, you have a rodeo, and guess what? The melt-up operation, the prize would be 448 and then a couple of higher numbers if they continued. 223 in the afternoon, above 446.28, and the bulls can start a whole other leg higher. The one we were looking for yesterday. To where? 448. How you doing? About stocks on the move, here's a snapshot of what we had on the board. We had Toast, Win, Beyond Meat, DISCA, Akamai, Viacom, JWN, and CF. We're going to look at the ones that came into their entry targets. A couple jumped the target, a couple did the thing, and a couple stayed away from their entry targets. Those are off the board. Akamai, JWN, and CF, they're off the board. Post two numbers up on the board. They opened below the first one. The opening print was 22.95 below my first number. Technically, for me, playing by the rules, painting by the numbers, takes it off the board. You could see how important that number was. It was important. They did the deal away from that number a number of times. Then when they came down later in the day on Kabuki theater, what was the low? How about 22.10? What was my number? How about 22.10? Where to? Back to 2308, the numbers work. Apples, you know about apples. Win, self-explanatory, 9257. They did a little bit of the Macarena in front of the number on this five-minute chart. So you can see it became Trader's Choice. Technically, they bounced away, takes it off the board. I did not take this trade, but guess what? The numbers worked, the trade worked. Little bit of a rocket ride, nice trade for those that took it, and I know there were. Thank you for the emails. Beyond Meat, little bit of a screw job in the morning. Opening print, $60.19. My number was $25.6025. Then they had a rip-roaring rocket ride away. Came back to the number. You can see the importance here. And then what happened in the afternoon? They paid a visit down to the second number, turned around, and went back in the other direction. What's the next statement that follows? You got it. The numbers work. Disca, same routine. I believe Jordan caught this one in the room with the room members. Everybody got a different level of profit, but everybody should have gotten a profit nonetheless. Yep, the numbers work. Viacom jumped the first target. It's off the table. Second target, look what happened here. We were watching this one. I was waiting with open arms to catch this trade. The low was 29.10 against my 2907. This is just what happens sometimes, a little bit frustrating, but nevertheless, it became a no trade. The reason why it's frustrating is because off of 2910, they gave you the deal right away and then did all this other stuff. So be it. What's going on over in camp IWM? Not much. Decent day yesterday, back and forth today. They really didn't do much by the end of the day. It's not bullish. It's not bearish. The daily chart is more bullish than bearish, but today's activity was just a nothing burger. Sometimes that's just what it is, a nothing burger. Not to be confused with Beyond Meat, that's not a burger at all. Meat doesn't need anything beyond. Why are people always trying to create problems? Tell the family that lives on a farm and eats meat every day with the 98-year-old grandparent rocking on the porch that meat's bad for you. What's going on with the folks down at the transportation department? Well, they're a little bit stymied by these moving averages here, but that's not really the stymie place. The stymie place is the breakdown candle high. We'll call it 15, 420 and change. Get above that and they can run a little bit, try and get up into this double top area moving averages in that neighborhood. However, they're gonna need market participation. Up half a percent as a canary in the coal mine is, of note, small puzzle piece on the table. Second favorite market leading indicator, but a number one canary in the coal mine. So when I look around the horn and I see the S&P was flat, the Russell was flat, the transports were up half a percent, the Dow was down a fraction. The NASDAQ was flat to down a fraction. So guess what? I'll take the canary in the coal mine for 100, please. What's the other side of it? Well, the market falls apart. They're stymied by the moving averages. They can't get above the breakdown candle. This is a bearish wedge kind of thing. And they go lower, run a test of this pivot low over here and potentially lower. Garden variety, other side. The Q people, nothing going on here. Same routine as the SPY. They're either going to run a test of the gap or fill the gap or run a test of the breakdown candle high or higher. They're not in the middle on this chart, they're a little bit ahead when you compare and contrast to the SPY chart, they're riding the moving average, it's decision point, who's going to win the battle. It's the same schematic as the S&P. Financials are in an entirely different position on their chart than most everything else. We talk about it every night, they're above the moving averages and doing so keeps them in the position of the trend is your friend until what? until she puts your shit in the basement. The daily chart really isn't that important. It's the weekly chart of the XLF that has my attention. Above the moving averages, either they can or they can't get above this breakdown candle high. Maybe they run sideways for a while, and they would be building energy to do so, but it seems to be, again, we're in that decision point zone. It's a sooner than later, as far as I am concerned. Smash Mouth? Well, they're almost at the point where they're running a test of the breakdown candle high. They're above those moving averages below price, which are the 20 and the 200. So again, they're in a similar position on the chart, but they're a little bit better. They're a little bit better than the Qs. They're a little bit better than the S&P 500. The SMH, or the Philadelphia Semiconductor Index, is a pretty darn good proxy for the tech space as a whole. So we're going to take a positive away from this it's a puzzle piece, a small one. It's on the table. And you know what, folks? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. It's everything that we really needed to go over tonight. We were a little stymied by Kabuki Theater Light today. They kind of ate up a portion of the day. But nevertheless, we've got what we got. So, therefore, I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense. Market analysis.